This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Mandy Urich often has problems this time of year trying to figure out whether she's going fishing or hunting. Well, she has vowed to make it fishing for the next few weeks. We get the latest from Mandy next. If I had a bar for every time my line got stuck, well, then I'd probably have enough for a brand new pickup truck, and I'm probably gonna need it. My luck is gonna change, I can feel it. I got a secret weapon on the radio. Kevin always tells me where the fish is going. When I'm fishing, yes, I'm fishing. When I'm fishing, yes, I'm fishing. This is Toby Cavalli Buck of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Welcome to Paul Bunyan Country. Hey, we're checking in with Mandy Urich today. It's been a while. Uh, Mandy, how you doing? Thanks for being here. Oh, always great to be here. Thanks for giving me a call. Absolutely. Uh, I know that the last time we talked, um, you know, it was in the heart of fishing season, a pretty good fishing season. Uh, what's been going on in your world since then? Duh. Go fishing. <laughs> Well, yeah, the weather's still pretty nice, so why not? Correct. I mean, we, I mean, any, any angler knows, I'm sorry, but fall fishing is the best fishing that there is. Everything, it doesn't matter the species, puts on the feed bag, and, you know, they, they start to school up. It's, it's great. I'm literally pretty excited because I'm going to be off the next couple of weeks, and for once, I'm solely focusing on fishing for, for at least a solid two weeks. And then I'll go back to my squirrel nature and try to, you know, jump from one activity to the next. But for sure, the the next uh, two to three weeks, I'm going to be on the water. All right. Well, good. And I'm assuming you're going to try a few more, a few things, not just one species. Correct. Uh, yeah. I mean, not just with fun fishing, but with with tournaments too. I really look forward to this time of year. You know, I do the multi species stuff. I do the bass stuff, but. I've actually got three walleye tournaments coming up in the in the next three weeks. So to to get out there and and uh, really change focus <laughs> on purpose <laughs> and target a different species that that I've been targeting all summer long it, it is exciting. So speaking of walleyes, it has actually been a a pretty darn good year, at least uh, up in the Bemidji area for walleyes, with very little downtime compared to historical pasts. What what are you finding down there? We're the same. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually shocked because we should have hit those those dog days where it's not just walleye. It's pretty much almost every species, you know, when the water temperature gets super hot and everything kind of shuts off and, you know, they don't want to eat. We we had a week, not even a week here, I would say, of, of kind of the dog days that's historically, you know, four to five weeks. So mm-hmm. that bite just basically continued all the way through, which is great. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it's, and, and I don't know about down there, we did not have a whole lot of heat up here. I don't know if that was a factor or not. I would say 100%, and I would say the same here. We had, you know, August is always hot. It's four weeks of misery, and that's, you know, what really pushes those water temperatures up, and we had one week of it. One week, and we cannot complain about it. Uh, actually, August started to feel like an early fall. Right, exactly. And, and of course, we are into early fall, and it's only going to get better, as you noted. Um, what, what are, where are you finding the fish right now? <sighs> That's a good question. I'm really paying attention uh, to water temp right now. Obviously, with those cold nights, you know, getting down to uh, the high 30s, low 40s, that water temp's starting to starting to come down fairly quickly. Um, they're what I'm seeing is they're they're starting out deep and they're pushing up. We're we're already into some of those fall patterns where the the fish are going to fall off the edge of those flats, and then as the day goes on and the water warms, they're slowly going to move up shallower into the, that warm water. Okay, um, you know, and it, as you noted, it's not just walleyes. Um, bass continue to bite. Muskies really will take off here pretty soon if they haven't already. Oh, 100%. So it's just that. Don't forget the sunnies and the crappies. Well, I yes. mean, fall fishing for those is, is absolutely spectacular. Like I said, I always have a panfish rod in my boat year-round. But, you know, it, it's pretty hard as you're cruising along and you're you know, watching your electronics. Gosh forbid you should come, come across one of those schools. It's, it's always nice to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's, there's very few lakes that don't have panfish in them. So it's a pretty safe bet to have the panfish rod. <laughs> <laughs> they're again getting a little distracted and it, it, it has happened before multiple times i will say this where i've been out pre-fishing for a tournament and then come across a mega school and literally stop you know for an hour like i'm a little kid and start fishing panfish and then i'm like okay focus 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 i gotta keep going here <laughs> so you're talking about these musky these muskies these walleye tournaments that you're gonna be involved in are those all down in the brainerd lakes area or are you going to be traveling a little bit no, sticking close to home, uh, the Fishing to End Hunger oh, yeah. Tournament on the Brainerd Lakes area, that's a pretty large one. You know, there's over 200 teams that, that fish it. It's a great payout, plus on top of it, it goes to a really good cause. You know, all the donation money that goes back to the food shelves is, is, is pretty amazing. That one's coming up on October 7th. And then the Walleye Alliance uh, has a fall open that's local here um, that's going to be September 30th. So... Yeah, those two. Those two are the big ones, and then uh, right after that, I've got another, another just strictly walleye tournament that, that that's local here. So, kind of nice. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. So, I mean, given your choice, is there a fish that's your go-to that you love the most? You know, like I'm, it's sacrilegious to say it, and I gotta say, it, my dad would turn over right now if he heard me. <laughs> but it's bass. I knew it. It is. I knew I it. Mean, <laughs> Oh, I know. I go back to my roots this time of year, and I enjoy the walleye fishing because they're actually really biting. You know, it's 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 great to go out during you know all summer long, and you get those windows, and you might have a day where you get two, three, four, five, six of them. But I, fall fishing for walleye when you can go and actually catch you know good numbers and good size it, is nice. But I gotta say, it's the bass, especially this time of year, to you can get a school and there could be 60 fish in it. I mean, there is nothing better 
than running across a school, a giant school of three plus pounders and just, just having a heyday. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's bass. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I know a ton of anglers that feel exactly that same way, and um, and some of them would even say it's sacrilegious. They they just all they're all in, they're all in. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I think is is interesting, Mandy. And I think we probably have talked about this. I've talked about it with other guys that we've had on the show. But with the uh, advent of social media, with the advent of YouTube videos, and all this information anglers can get. More and more of this next generation of anglers aren't just saying, well, I'm a musky guy or I'm a walleye guy or I'm a bass guy. It's I'm whatever's hot and I'm going to learn about all fish. And with my electronics, I'm going to be busy all all year because I want to try everything. You're 100% correct. Absolutely. Uh, how can you not? Right. And to be honest. Uh, the better of a multi-species angler that you are, understanding uh, the other fish that are in, the, you know, the particular lakes that you're fishing and how they affect each other, and it, that might sound weird. So let me clarify on that. Uh, if you say you go to a musky lake, right, that's predominantly known for for really good musky, that changes patterns on how other fish. Uh, cohabitate or where you're going to find them based on some of those larger predator species that are in that body of water. You know, same thing with, with, with big pike affecting, you know, bass or, or panfish uh, and such. So, yeah, it, it, you can go year-round. You know, like I said, I, I, I love my boat because I've got rod locker storage for 18 different rods, and I can carry, you know, 300 pounds of tackle. And if you opened it right now, there's literally – something in there for every species so yeah why 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 make that focus where you're only going to get a window here or a window there when you can basically take advantage of an entire season yeah yeah exactly and of course we're talking fishing seasons but manny i know you like to hunt too and now you got to figure out when you're going to find time to bear hunt uh deer hunt archery deer hunt uh, there's duck hunting there's goose hunting there's grouse hunting uh, go far enough south, there's pheasant hunting. How are you going to get all that stuff in? <laughs> like you said, I'm, I'm going to focus this year. Okay. I'm giving myself two to three weeks of just don't don't look left, don't look right. <laughs> Let's just, just fish. And then holy hell is going to break loose after that. Because, <laughs> yes, it will be in the heart of every other season that there is. And it's just going to be run, run, run. And, you know, right now we're, we're already in to uh, bear season. I didn't personally get a tag this year. Gosh darn it. I was year six. So hopefully next year, but uh, you know, archery season for, for deer. I'm watching the game cameras already. I think I got a new target buck, which is tough. <laughs> I'm going, don't, don't look, don't look at the phone when it dings from that picture that just got sent to you from your trail camera. Don't do it because then you're going to want to go <laughs> Go sit in a stand sooner than you should. So, oh, yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I enjoy grouse hunting. As, as I get older, like I said, I, I've kind of been leaning away from the the duck and goose hunting. I don't like being cold and wet anymore. It, it, it's just it's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as, as far as getting out and doing some pheasant hunting, absolutely. I, and I will say I, I like that more as a late season hunt personally so that works out quite well it it doesn't it doesn't muddy the waters of my fault per se 
She's Mandy Urich, and she is my guest. Still a ton more to come with Mandy. Stick around. This is Mandy Urich, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Go one step further into the outdoors this summer and experience the incomparable natural wonder of Bemidji, the first city on the Mississippi. Bemidji features abundant access to the great outdoors with over 400 pristine lakes, perfect for canoeing, paddleboarding, and over 160 miles of trails that run through the northern Minnesota landscape. Plan your next great outdoor adventure today at visitbemidji.com. Bemidji points to further. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Mandy Eric is my guest today, and she loves to hunt and fish, so how do you do it all in the fall? It is tough for, for somebody who loves the outdoors across the board, you know, to make that choice in the fall, because you're right, it is the best time to fish, it absolutely is, but there are all those other things calling to you, plus if you got, you know, if you... If you're a family person and you got kids and they're back in school and they're in sports and whatever, uh, there's just not enough time to do it all. No. Why is this season so <laughs> short? I keep crossing my fingers that, you know, we'll get this Indian summer like we did a few years ago. And it was, you know, beautiful weather basically almost all the way to November. Yeah. That extends, the, you know, that, that, that fall for us. So. Oh, I hope so. There's just not enough hours in the day for, for this time of year. And unfortunately, we all realize what's going to happen after the fall. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. I am not ready for it one single bit. I, I think that is why I I'm not, I don't fully embrace fall, because I know as much as I love it, it could be gone in a week, and then it's going to be really bad. It's just going to be really bad. <laughs> I don't want the leaves to fall off the trees. I don't want them to start turning colors. I just had a tournament last weekend, and it was a beautiful morning. It was, you know, at takeoff, there's fog on the water. It's a little chilly. You know, you got to have a hoodie and a jacket, and it's gorgeous. And we're all commenting on this this morning before before takeoff, and then we all kind of looked at each other and said, and it's almost done. Yeah. You know, the, the end of the season, which makes everybody sad, uh, definitely. I want more open water. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. That's why I think the vast majority of people up here say fall is their favorite season because there's so many things to do. But uh, it's almost what is the what is the phrase I've heard? The tyranny of too much choice. You you almost Ooh. get paralyzed and figure and and do nothing because you can't really figure out what one. you want to do. Yeah, tyranny of too much choice. Write that down. I will write that down. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Okay. <laughs> but it's true, right? I mean, you say, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, and you think about it too long, and then all of a sudden you can't do any of it because it's uh, too late. Correct. It's just one of those deals where, yeah, you just got to get out and do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally put it on your calendar, take it, you know, take the days off of work, have your stuff ready to go, and just just do it. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Well, um, and, and again, uh, the summer was nice and comfortable and not too hot. The fall so far has been nice and comfortable and not too cool. Um, so, and, and there's a lot of room on the water. All of a sudden, lakes look a lot bigger than they did about a month and a half ago. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe maybe up there, but uh, I'm still surprised during the middle of the week uh, how many boats uh, that I'm seeing out there. I think in another another week or so 
then a lot of the, the, the joy boiding, you know, is with the water temp or with the air temps and stuff getting cooler, then we really will see those boat numbers drop off and it's going to be just hardcore anglers. <laughs> yes. Kind of looking forward to it with no Moombas and, you know, the ski boats and the jet skis, uh, just, you know, some nice calm water to fish. Right. Right. I mean, and that, you know, everybody loves to be on the water in the summertime and who can blame them. But, uh, yeah, it does, it does get a little crowded and tempers can flare. Most of the time they don't, but, you know, got to have a calm head out there. Oh, a hundred percent. And, it, you know, some of it is just really ignorance of safety and, and, and rules. And, you know, be, be, I'm always try to be the bigger person. <laughs> if I'm on a spot and there's clearly, you know, these people are tubing, the water's for everybody, right? right. I, I'm going to get off and I'm going to move it more as a courtesy to them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, this is kind of our time, though. It becomes <laughs> the, the fisherman's time. <laughs> Well, if you're if you're giving people advice, um, and I'm like you said, you can go fish for multiple species throughout the course of the day. What, uh, where would you send them, and uh, and what would you make sure they have in the boat? Hmm, good one. Um, as these water temps really start to cool off in the next few weeks, um, I know here personally, our walleyes are moving deeper, right? Because we're losing the weeds. Uh, so they're, they're, they're heading deeper. We're going to start seeing some, some issues with, you know, lake turnover and thermal climb. So, um, I don't know. There's just, this is that weird couple weeks, right? Uh, veg, veg is still there and that's a key point for every species that's out there. So keep that in the back of your mind, um, as the time goes on where that vegetation is still standing because it will affect every species that's out there. And in the end, those last few, large clumps of veg are going to hold a plethora of, of different species to fish and to target. But yeah, I'd say start sliding out a little bit deeper for those walleye. They're going to be chasing bait balls and really putting the feed bag on. Um, you kind of want to go, I love a linear rig. I, I love live bait at this time of year. And I know it is hard to find right now, but um, red tails and creek chubs, um, you just can't go wrong with them. Good luck finding them. <laughs> it's even worse to pay for them. But this is this is this is the time of year for that. Um, if you're not a live bait fisherman on the walleye side, it, you know it, it's a good time to get out and start snap jigging. Uh, it, it's just one of those techniques that really does produce um, a lot of bites, and, and you don't have to pay for the live bait. Obviously, for the bass stuff, um, it's an awesome time of year. <laughs> Get out those big jigs, uh, slow down your presentation, uh, get out your, your crankbaits, your rattle traps, your spinner baits, your chatter baits. Um, those fish are going to start schooling up, and it's obviously it's a ton of fun when you find them. Uh, more than likely, they're going to be hanging out a little bit deeper um, early morning and moving up onto those those shallower flats during the day as the, as the water warms, and it's still not too late for topwaters. You can still throw a frog in the pad, but, you know, later in the afternoon as that water warms up and those fish really move in shallower to take advantage of that warm water. We've got a window. We've got a couple weeks here still where the, the top water bite uh, is still going to play for those. You know, crappies and sunfish, I mean, oh, boy. You can still pull the beetle spins. We're, we're still in that zone, but we're going to start moving to where those fish, as the water temp cools, are going to push out. 
deeper, they're going to start pushing towards their wintering areas, which are deeper holes. So get out, get out the slip bobbers <laughs> in, in whatever little plastics or, or uh, worms that you like to use uh, and waxies or, you know, live bait and or, or artificial will both work for them. Okay. Um, you know what's going on in the area in all aspects. Uh, that's just the, that's just the kind of person you are. Uh, what have you seen? What have you heard regarding any uh, AIS or population issues? How's the fishing and the fishery future looking down in the Brainerd Lakes area? I mean, we've been on the forefront like everybody else uh, with that whole blow up, you know, and they really you know, took it seriously across the state, but especially in, you know, the Brainerd Lakes area because it is such a a, a tourist-driven area with multiple lakes and rivers. So between uh, initially DNR on the forefront with uh, AIS inspectors and then the counties being able to to pick up and and, and kind of carry that ball, um, you know, it's up and down. And it's because of the zebra mussel itself. You know, it basically, it comes in, it takes over, and it basically kind of eats itself out of house and home, and then the population crashes again. And then it, it starts to build back up. And in some lakes here, we've we've already seen that first initial crash. Um, so, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's just, it's it's something that's going to be here. It's here to stay. And it's 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 changing Bodies of water that um, it, that cha- makes us have to change and adapt for, you know, what clarity and, and lack of weed growth, things like that where, you know, people are like, hey, you know, I used to be able to go out here and, and, and catch this and that. And I've fished this spot for 30 years and I can't catch anything on it anymore. Well, how has the lake changed? You know, what, what, what changes are you seeing there? You have to adapt to that. But mm-hmm. you don't know. Be nice. Be nice to the people at the landing. That's all I have to say. Yes. Is gosh forbid, you know, a lot of these are are volunteers, you know, their kids doing their internships as part of college, and they're just doing their job. So be nice. Well, and they're, yeah, they're trying to make it so you have a good fishing experience for the next couple generations. So that's that's an important thing. Mandy's in the house today. And Mandy, what about populations? All the populations looking pretty healthy over in your area? Yeah, I would say. Um, we are seeing, this isn't crazy, because we've known that they've been there for a long time. But on Gull Lake specifically, the smallmouth population on that lake has absolutely exploded. And it, I'm super excited. Hmm. <laughs> uh <laughs> To, to to see those to, to really blow up and the numbers start to to expand like that, um, we've seen really really good age classes uh, on walleye too across the board. Um, I, I'll give mad props. You guys stole them from us, but Marcel <laughs> Coopy was our our area Brainerd Lakes Fisheries Manager, and him and his team did a I think has done a really exceptional job in our area. Um, yeah, the, the weird part is. I know that they're there, and maybe it's just because it's a it's a species of 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 few diehard anglers. We're not hearing as much about musky fishing. I know they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know too that the size is, is definitely getting bigger, especially on gull. There's been a few caught just in the last few weeks that people are like, "Oh boy, where'd this come from?" Kind of a deal, <laughs> which is always super exciting. It's like a 
winning the lottery, you know, or seeing Sasquatch to, to, to pull some of those big ones out of, of some local lakes here. But I think we're good. Um, the, the species of concern is, is always, for me personally, is healthy panfish populations because they are so vulnerable at certain times of year uh, to be over-harvested. Um, so those, those ones, we have to be real sensitive about, you know, catch and release. And, you know, they, they took down the numbers for what you can be able to keep, but in essence, the whole goal of that was not to keep these big bull sunfish, things like that, that uh, really affect the population in, in those individual lakes. And if you can only keep five, what is ever going to do? They're going to keep their five biggest. Right. So, you know, just like everything else, put them back to let them, let them spawn and produce the next generation and just keep some nice ears. Yes, please do. Please do. Um, what about, and, and, you know, you, uh, you guys had to start dealing with zebra mussels before we did. And now it's of course going on up, up North and probably moving further North as, as we speak. Um, and you also had to deal with CWD before we got it up here, but we've got it up here, but what's your situation down there right now? Is it about the same? Is it any better? What do you, what's going on down there? We're actually, uh, out of that window. Okay. Um, we're, yeah, thank goodness. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're done with that. But we're, they're still asking, you know, people to test. But as far as the, the additional harvest to try and, uh, reduce the numbers, we're, we're back to, to a two deer limit here. So with no early answer list. Okay. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> you guys, you guys got the bug. And, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully that there's, there's no additional cases found up there. And, um, the, that whole deal will, will run its course in the next couple of years. And if, you know, nothing else is, is found positive in that area, then, you know, hunting regulations will go back to what they were historically in that area. But yeah, we, uh, we need, we need you to, to do what you got to do right now. And, uh, among the things, um, that, you know, people have got to get used to doing is you can't feed the deer anymore. You just, Correct. That's uh, that's pretty key, right? I mean, that's one of the most baseline things you need to do. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, everybody loves to see yeah. you know deer in their sure. backyard. They're they're great, but yeah, don't feed the deer. Don't be putting out salt blocks and you know things like that where you're going to have a large number of deer congregating in a small area where they're going to end up having you know, nose-to-nose contact, saliva contact, you know, contact with, with, with feces, things like that. Just <laughs> let them do their thing and, you know, actively participate, I guess, um, in, in the sampling effort. The, the, the more samples that they get, you know, the, hopefully the quicker this, this whole process runs its deal. You know, if it, mm-hmm. if it was a one-off, for you guys or not, we don't know, um, but it'll be it'll be real interesting. Yeah, there's always there, Mandy. There's always adventures. Sometimes they're good adventures. Sometimes not so good. But, well, what else is going on? Anything else we need to know about? I don't know. Just go fishing. I've been, <laughs> I've, I've been trying to spend as much time on the water this year. It's been awesome. Uh, I did get a new little fishing partner. Oh. I, I, uh, I, I adopted my fourth fur baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And his name is Finn, and he has already fished a full eight-hour tournament with me. 
So uh, he's a rescue from Texas. He's six months old. He's a little mini schnauzer chihuahua mix. So he's an ankle biter. Yep, <laughs> I, I'm guilty. I'm admitting it. But gosh darn, is he cute. And he's even cuter in his little puppy life jacket. And trust me, everybody was all smiles when I showed up to the tournament. And they're like, what is that? <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's the dog. And they're like, what is the dog wearing? And I'm like, life jacket, duh, safety first. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's been fun having a little buddy back um, to go fishing with me, but did you name other him, than that. Did you name him Finn because of fishing, or? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> of course. Uh, I had a, a whole mojo there for about two decades that uh, every one of my dogs was named after something fishing, Lindy Rig, Xander, which was hilarious because, Obviously, the Xander being the cousin to the Europe, or it's the European Wally. It's the cousin to our Wally, but they yeah. grow really big. The dog weighed four pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and then my giant black lab, which is was named Lindy Rig, which was the lure. Everybody used to get a you know a kick out of that. Sure. Otherwise, they're named after rods and reels and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm back into the mojo again. I'm naming them after fishing well, stuff, but I'm I'm starting to run out of names. <laughs> that is awesome, Finn. I'll have to think of a few for you for the next batch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, yeah, you're right. Go out there, go fishing, and uh, and be open. You know, I think the other thing we talked a lot about it today: be open to fishing for lots of things because that will keep you occupied throughout an entire day instead of just one particular window. Correct. Yeah. I mean, literally with with four rods, even three rods in the boat, you can cover multiple different species. So it's just one of those things of being like, hey, I'm going to have, you know, and you can catch bass on a on a jig and a minnow. You can catch walleyes on a jig and a minnow. You can catch pike on a jig and a minnow. You know, just really being versatile with, with what you've got and taking advantage of it. Are you uh, are you done for the year in Lakeland, or do you still have some episodes left? We, oh, that's a good question. we got to be getting close. Yeah. <laughs> We're done filming, and I think... If the last one hasn't aired, I think it might air this week, and then we'll be done. It's 16, okay. 16, 16 weeks. Okay. Do you have uh, anything else coming up in the future we should be watching for? Oh, I always have something coming up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say much. There's there's some big stuff brewing this winter, but oh. uh, some exciting news. We can talk more about it next spring, but uh, I will be joining – uh, some very elite guides next spring for Lund's Ultimate Fishing Camp. Oh, awesome. Which is a, a, a pretty exciting experience. You know, I love to guide, and, uh, you know, I've worked and filmed with a lot of uh, our Lund Pro staff for, gosh darn, almost two decades now. So uh, to, to be added to that mix with that opportunity is, is, is going to be a real neat experience. All right. Mandy Urich joining us today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Always great to have her on the show. Uh, we'll have to check in in a few more weeks after the fishing is done and see how the hunting's going with you, Mandy. That sounds great. Thanks for being here today. We always appreciate it. Thanks for the call. And that's it for Fish and Paul Bunyan Country for yet another year. That doesn't mean we're done talking outdoors. It just means we're done with the daily show as we do through the heart of the fishing season. It now becomes Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. It'll be an hour-long show 1 o'clock Thursday afternoons and 8 a.m. Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5. And, of course, 
The podcast will continue. You can check that out at KB101FM.com or KBUNSportsRadio.com or wherever you get your podcast. We'll still have two or three of those a week going forward as well. But for the day-to-day version of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, we're done for another year. Thanks to everyone who took part, and thanks to everyone who listened. I truly do appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the fall. Get outside. Now we're going fishing. Paul Bunyan Country.